Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Um, I'm so sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> uh, I was looking at my book. Um, it's still Sunday, May 23rd for us. Um, we are uh, recording two episodes today because we all so have fun. plans and there are things happening in the next couple weeks. So we are planning ahead for us. Um, mm-hmm. Very exciting. I can't believe once again that we're on book 10. This is so fun. I know. I wanted to tell you something quickly, something funny that happened yesterday uh, that is Princess Diaries related. So I was looking on Instagram as I want to do and this girl I know I've maybe met her twice. She's married to a friend of mine. She is pregnant and it was, she was posting a bunch of stories from her. I believe they refer to it as a gender reveal. I will reffer to it as a biological sex reveal party or whatever no. the appropriate terminology is because gender reveals I hope it was no. eco-friendly. Um, it, it didn't look like it, they were going to do anything. They, they didn't do anything like ridiculous, but she had like some nice decorations or whatever. And then I was like, well, I need to know right now. Like, I didn't care five seconds ago, and now I have to know <laughs> if it's going to be freaking blue or pink. And I was checking, like, every 20 minutes <laughs> for updates. <laughs> and then finally, I saw it was a boy, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. And I told Reed, he said, another Y chromosome depressor. <laughs> And that's why I love him. And that's why he um, is the husband of, of the world. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it just also made me think about how dangerous the freaking internet is. Because I was like, I don't know this girl really very well. No, but yeah. now if I don't find out the biological sex of her child right now, I will die. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so weird just... like that. Like where mm-hmm. you have to curate, curate, curate? Is that the right word? Like experiences and like like people like there are I I try to be pretty conscious of like not following people that I don't really know because like Mm -hmm. not like I don't care but like it's like one of those like I don't want I don't know it just feels weird to be like peeking into someone's personal life but like it is a thing where like like we all know that person who posts who will like post like cryptic shit on social media to be like (laughs) so that someone be like oh what's going on Mm -hmm. and like it all feels social media is so fucking weird and like it's it's a trap everyone falls into where they're just like well now I have to know I need to know what's going on with this this person who I don't know and haven't seen in years like like, I need to know (laughs) right now but anyway I was just very happy to hear my husband you know living our best princess diaries feminist live that's hilarious um anyway so today we are reading volume 10 forever princess We are going to be starting at the section Friday, April 28th, French. The last section of this section is the interview with Michael Moskowitz for The Atom. All right. Big section here, friends. I'm going to read the synopsis. Dr. Nuts tells Mia that her lies will catch up to her and she's brought all her problems on herself. Grammaire tells Mia she needs to get a cardio arm from Michael for Genovia to help Philippe win the election. Mia considers this and decides to go to the event at Columbia to see Michael. Mia's overwhelmed when she sees him again for the first time since their breakup, but manages to pull herself together. Mia has a productive encounter with Lily at the event, 
event who encourages her to set a coffee date with Michael to interview him for the school newspaper. Mia decides to start being honest and tells Tina and JP about her romance novel. Tina is supportive, JP is less so. At the interview, Mia tells Michael about her romance novel, and he is supportive! Michael is cool and casual and even seems flirty with Mia, and she, in turn, is a doofus. <laughs> so, Love that. Love that. That was fabulous. Um, that is the Perfect. Synopsis. Yeah, perfect synopsis, yes. So the central theme here, I think, is be prepared to face your choices. And there's kind of a lot of this going on on both like a macro and micro level. Like Mia decides to go to the event where she has to see Michael and she kind of freaks out when she sees him because she chose a year and a half ago to like end their relationship. Mm -hmm. And like she also has been, you know, lying a bunch and she's kind of trying to make up for that by being honest. And anyway, I love that. That's my thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, there's so much to get into. And like I said, at the end of section one because who was it um who asked us to do what our favorite sections are what it, whatever our favorite mecca i believe she lives in slovenia Ooh, i'm gonna check i want to make sure that that's right that sounds cool tell us about that i want to know about yeah. how that is um but yeah my favorite scene i think of kind of any of the books is in this little section so i'm excited to get to it and excited to talk about it i'm um, excited to hear i don't know I don't know what it is. I need to think of what mine is. Um, okay, wait. Here, I looked it up. Yes, from Slovenia. Very cool. Cool. Welcome to the Just making pod. sure. Not welcome to the pod. I'm <laughs> sure you've been here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we're glad you're here. We're so glad you're um, here. So, Grammaire, the section starts with Grammaire texting me about disinviting people from the party and she's holding down all the keys i still haven't had your answer <laughs> this is um, Clarice, your grandmother <laughs> exactly uh but what's important to note here is at the at the bottom of this section yes. mia makes a psychology note about major histocompatibility complex which is believed to play an important role in mate selection through olfactory scent recognition um, basically this female, they did this study where female college students had to smell like dirty t-shirts of men and they preferred the scent of those whose MHC genes were most dissimilar to theirs. So that's hilarious. That, I was, I was actually going to suggest that we called the episode this, um, like when I text your histocompatibility uh -huh. complex, <laughs> I like, like that. <laughs> yeah. And just call it that. But I what did, Oh, uh, what are we calling why it? Oh, why can't I have a normal therapist? I thought that was therapist. a nice callback to like, why can't Agreed. I have a normal grandmother? So I was like, oh, yeah, that's better. But uh, and she but says yeah. it about Dr. K in book nine too. She's like, why can't I have a normal therapist who gives me yeah. drugs? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking so of therapy, funny. this is kind of a biggie here. Mm -hmm. Ramir shows up while Mia's waiting in Dr. K's like waiting room. And Mia's like, what the fuck? Like, you can't just show up here because I haven't called you back. And she's like, I'm here to talk about that boy. And Mia takes a minute to realize she means Michael. Mm -hmm. Grammaire wants a cardio arm for Genovia. The waiting list is like 100,000 people long. And she wants Mia to get them bumped up. And she says, like, not a donation. Like, we'll pay for it. But we need to get bumped up on this list. Yeah. Yeah. And Mia's... Mia's really incensed by this. Um, 
she's like, you want me to use my relationship with Michael to get a cardio arm? Like, yes. <laughs> That's how I mean, the world yeah. works. <laughs> it is absolutely understandable, and- but I do kind of get like where I kind of, I feel where Mia's coming from because like everyone else has mm-hmm. been like worried about her being like freaked out and falling into another depression, especially if fucking grandma's coming to her therapist who like she's not been going to. Yeah. One, not appropriate Two, like you're being a dickhead about Michael. Like you've always been a dickhead about him. I think we could really make a case for Mia being so freaked out by freaked out at the end of their relationship because of grandma's reactions to everything. And mm-hmm. like, and now you're asking Mia to like, do what? What are you asking her to do? How are you yeah. asking her to play this? Are you asking her to like fucking flirt with someone? Or are you just asking her to ask him in a friendly way? Like Grandmary doesn't know that she's still in contact with Michael. For all she knows, she's still recovering from the trauma of the end of their relationship. So yeah. Fuck you, Grandmary. <laughs> yeah. It's I I think she sort of leaves the how up to Mia <laughs> in terms of like how she's gonna ask. Um but and Grandmere says, like, you know, we this would be really good for Genovia. She says, which would you rather have? Easy access to heart surgery or a bloomin' onion? <laughs> In reference to Philippe versus Renee, right? Like yes. Grandmere thinks that this will help Philippe get elected. And of course it will. Like it because Mia says, you know, for heart surgery, the Genovians have to travel to like France. Mm-hmm. And this could they could have much easier access to this, like freaking innovative healthcare if she could get one um and grandmere tells me like don't be so naive like of course we need this for your dad but we also need it for the genovians but she also kind of tries to manipulate her by being like i you know my heart's not very good these days but (laughs) she's fine yeah (laughs) if i trusted grandmere then i would believe her yeah well she says she implies she needs surgery like imminently and then Mia explicitly asks like do you need surgery right now and she's like well no but I could (laughs) I could need it but then Grandmere really twists the knife when she says like just know that if Philippe loses this election it's your fault (laughs) ouch god what a dickhead Uh, Grandmere so Grandmere leaves (laughs) and Mia has therapy where Dr. K says You've brought all these problems upon yourself. And he tells her this story about his horse, Sugar, who was a perfect match for him on paper, but they just didn't click. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mia's like, I don't, why is he telling me this? Of course, of (laughs) course, like every goddamn other thing. She's like, Mm -hmm. this makes no sense. Like, whatever. And like, he ends up having to return Sugar. Like, and he's like, sugar was a great horse. Sugar was nice. Sugar was cool. Like we just did not vibe. And this comes Mm -hmm. right after she's talking about, uh, him. I mean, sorry, this comes right after me is telling Dr. K that JP's going to ask her to prom or like that he hadn't asked her to prom, but now he is going to ask her to prom at some Mm -hmm. point. And like that, she just like, didn't really want to go. And it's like, Mia, listen, and he, he asks her like are you gonna say yes if he asks you and Mia's like I don't want to which is rude (laughs) yeah yeah but we'll talk more about that later um so Tina tells Mia that they need to go to the event to see if Michael still cares about Mia I feel like 
if I were Tina, I don't know if I would have outright said this. No, I like would not have phrased it like that. Uh-uh. It's, it's hard on someone. Yeah, you that's know, a lot of pressure. very pressury. It's very, yeah. and also it might like be something that really gets her hopes up. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, it's kind of like, what's worse? What is worse in the situation that he doesn't still have feelings for you or that he does? What's the worst in case, you know, like, I don't like that you put it that way. It's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, no, it totally is. Like, especially because like we, I think we know Mia, we know Mia well enough to know that like, regardless of what she's telling us, she does, she's not one to kind of let go of her feelings. Like she still loves Lily really. And Lily, like the way that ended was traumatic. And obviously the way it ended with Michael was traumatic and it was both of those were on her and she we see her in this section to take a lot more responsibility for her part in the demise of those relationships which is very interesting and I enjoyed a lot um but yeah like I would I definitely that's scary that's a scary thing to do to be like how, what if he does if he would if he doesn't feel the same way like that sucks if he does like that fucking sucks too <laughs> yeah, yeah like she has a boyfriend he's mm-hmm. Who, of course, she loves. You know, of like course, a fucking businessman. <laughs> of course, she loves JP. Speaking of JP, they go on a date. JP's bitching about the lead in his place, Stacey Cheeseman, sister to Amber Cheeseman mm-hmm. of Book Seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the paparazzi show up, and Mia mentions how much more this happens with JP than with Michael. And I think Mia assumes it's because JP's father is like known. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she assumes anything, but it's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and the paparazzi yeah. harassed Mia about the election. JP kind of defends her, but they ask him, like, how to spell his name or whatever. And he, like, answers them. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. They, like, what do they say? They say something like, it's, it's, is it Aber, is that Abernathy Reynolds or Reynolds Abernathy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Reynolds he says, Abernathy. Aber- Quit pushing. Yeah. Shut yeah. Up, <laughs> God. JP. But after the date, you know, Mia starts considering the cardio arm thing. And she's like, it really would be good for the people of Genovia, which it would. Yeah, I don't absolutely. fault her for this. It's mm-hmm. true. So she she decides she's gonna go to the thing, the event, the donation event. And on page 102, there's a right, well, we also we have another excerpt from yes, Race of my heart true sorry is, i skipped that no no you're good it's i i mean it's just exciting like obviously we've already i think that episode's going to come out before this book right yeah um so we y'all have already heard our interpretation of everything but it is it's really fun it's fun to see it it is fun to see it because definitely remember when we read this we didn't know that an actual book had come out or was coming out like i think we mm-hmm. found out later um because they both came out in 2009 yeah I'm not sure exactly what the I would think this one came out before Ransom My Heart I would think so too it kind of tees it up like as what it is but I don't know yeah um, (laughs) yeah I definitely remember in high school reading this and being like this is interesting and then like right later finding out that there was a whole book I can't believe we didn't read it that's so weird I that's so weird yeah yeah but anyway and this too, because we didn't read it, this was my only awareness of the content was these excerpts from this book. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of fun. Um, and I like the the excerpts that are chosen. Like mm-hmm. I said in the last episode, I think they're I think they're well. They're oh good yeah, fits. absolutely. Um, so 
On page 102, I would like to point this out. Mia says, when she's considering whether or not to go to the event, she says, it's my royal duty to do whatever I have to do for my country. I haven't spent the past four years with the combs of a tiara digging into my head for nothing, you know. I guess I didn't just learn which one was the soup spoon from Grommere after all. I love this. I think it's wonderful. It's so full circle, you know, like she's completely come around or I guess it's not full circle because that would imply she's back where she started. It's a 180. 180. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, wait. It's now just, I like, have two so things. much maturity. <laughs> Do you re- Sorry, what? <laughs> now I have two things. Do you remember in <laughs> fucking senior year of high school there's this really dumb girl we went to school with who shall remain remain nameless. Um uh, but she, it was senior year and she was like, everyone's so different now. They've all done like a complete, uh, 360 and everyone was <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. That means you're back where you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also this is a major sidebar nation. Like, so please bear with me, but there's this really amazing podcast I listened to called uh, bitch sesh, um, where they talk about the real housewives. Um, it's really, really <gasps> funny. That. <laughs> oh my God. It was Casey Wilson too. Who loved Who her. that? Um, she was on SNL and she was on that show Happy Endings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love, love, love her. She's um, funny. And she just had a book that came out that I can't wait to read. Anyway, so on this last ep, they were talking about on the new, um, this new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Kathy Hilton is joining. Um, I've watched is- the first episode. Okay. Oh, okay. Then you're going to know this. Okay. <laughs> a walnut pick. Did you know what a walnut pick was? Is this when they're talking about her being like a doing dental work on her friends? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which like I literally I don't watch the shows anymore, but I love listening to this podcast because it's just a nice little like the light. only one I watch is Beverly Hills. So I love Beverly. Hills. I happen to know what you're talking about, but I don't watch the other one. Sorry. Anyway, what Do about you... I don't know what a walnut pick is. Okay. I knew what a walnut pick is in the sound like they made it sound like it was so like um like fancy which like I guess it is it's just like a stupid thing but like we my family has like had silver passed down for generations so like it's not like we're buying new silver we just have silver that has been around when you say silver you mean like serving like yes works and and gravy boats and stuff like that <laughs> yes yeah okay. and like serving butters and all that fun stuff so we have we have walnut picks which walnut picks are used <laughs> to take you stab the walnut and you take it out and you eat it but we don't huh. use them we it's just use, for that it's just for that we don't <laughs> okay. use them it's kind of the same idea as like an oyster fork basically right like you don't okay. really need a fork <laughs> to eat an oyster you can just eat it with your hands just slurp it up <laughs> yeah um but I thought that was so funny that remind that just mm-hmm. reminded me of that with the soup spoon bullshit yeah um, okay interesting that's yeah. funny yeah. well now we all know how to use a walnut pick. <laughs> yeah. We use them as like toothpicks, basically. Because <laughs> like so we don't funny. actually, I mean, I'm not eating that. Yeah. Well, walnuts. who eats walnuts like that? Who I even mean, eats walnuts like out like of the shell? General. <laughs> like yeah. I'm never like, you know what I really fucking want right now? A walnut. Walnuts. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to the princess diaries. Anywho, Mia mentions going to a... An adult toy store with Lana. Yeah. Because Lana said she needed educating. And she does say she bought a Hello Kitty personal massager. Personal massager. I love that she Which means it that. vibrator, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assumed that's what that meant. Yeah. 
But like, this is again, kind of like in book eight, when she talked about the showerhead thing, mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised, but maybe that's a maturity thing. Like, oh, this is normal. I well, just want to have yeah, a kitty personal massager at the sex shop. Yeah. Now she's like hanging out with Lana and like actually talking about it. And like, now that probably talking about sex a lot more Mm -hmm. and hearing about sex a lot more since we know that lana is sexually active a very um no judgment i guess not overly shy about sharing yeah (laughs) (laughs) which good for her good for her So anywho good for her yeah own your shit so just as a sidebar while we're talking about the real housewives lisa <laughs> Rinna one season her quote was i don't have to buy it i already own it <laughs> <laughs> which is great Rinna is the queen oh my god um, yeah i love lisa Rinna. i actually do um, too someone was recently talking about her great. awful hair and how it's the worst haircut it's ever, her signature but it looks her brand. great on her like it, yeah she, works for her but it's the worst haircut you've ever seen it's definitely bad but on her it looks great yeah and she she switches it up every now and again I love when she wears a wig this is not a podcast about (laughs) I I have actually because I'm still working from home I've been putting on old seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like in the background while while I'm working and it is just non-stop fabulous content it's so good if you're interested in a podcast that's definitely the best one Beverly Hills let us know yeah over sure um okay anyway so mia goes to the event at columbia and for some reason she's surprised that the whole moscovitz family is there which when she sees them she realized like of of course course they're here yeah (laughs) (laughs) um she she wears a beret (laughs) to the event to disguise herself like and glass sunglasses she's wearing beret and Mm -hmm. a sunglass and or a beret and sunglasses as if that's gonna be less conspicuous like what are you talking about Mia and I wrote Mia sweetie I thought we learned no berets (laughs) (laughs) because my gosh book seven party princess she wears a beret to the party and it looks dumb just like I'm sure it does now and so michael comes in sorry i don't i don't know i guess amazon but that didn't like exist in 2009 maybe it did i don't know um i think it was like just for books still then Mm, yeah i don't know so michael comes in and mia's like oh my god he's here and she stops writing and then the next section is in the bathroom obviously we need bathroom content um on (laughs) I guess he looks like he is grown up mm-hmm. and notes he looks much older. He looks like he's been working out. She also says his hands look huge. <laughs> Just something to note. And Tina says he looks like he got hit with a stick of pure awesomeness. Good for Love him. That. Good for so you, So obviously Michael. he looks adult. I mean, yeah, you haven't seen someone in a year and a half since they were 19. Now they're 21 or whatever. Like yeah. they're going to look older. Yeah. And he probably looks more professional. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's had to like kind of, he's probably had to grow up really fast because I'm yeah. sure he wasn't being taken. I mean, obviously he was being, being taken seriously because he was brought to Japan, but like that is a situation where like, I mean, you, I'm sure have to deal with this just as much as I do where people, we look really young. Mm-hmm. So like, as I've gotten, like, as I've progressed in my career, it's been kind of a struggle to be like, well, no, I'm an adult and I'm going to, I need to be treated as an adult. Cause like, even though I don't look like one, you're like, you have to have this air of authority. So I'm sure he's had that kind of shows that starts yeah. to show physically when you 
present yourself in a much more grown-up manner. Totally. She also in this section mentions the other thing about JP that we still don't really have a grasp on. Yeah, we still don't really know what that is. Um, all right, we have to talk about micro mini Midori. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Midori is a, I guess, Japanese woman on Michael's robotic team. surgical arm team. Yeah. And she comes on the stage with Michael while he's giving his speech and they embrace. And Mia says, like, I could just tell they're, like, together or something. Mm -hmm. She, I guess, has on a very short skirt, which is weird to me that at, like, a professional... I wonder if it's really as arm. short as Mia thinks. It's probably I if, not. I, it's probably just you can probably a normal, see her kneecaps. Like, business <laughs> dress, you know? Like, or, I mean, who knows? Like, these cool science kids can probably wear whatever they want. No one that's cares. That's true. Um, do we think that they're sleeping together? We literally get no indication of that. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, sure. I would be surprised. Like, like, we know Michael doesn't share Mia's notions about sex mm -hmm. being this very important thing. Maybe they're just casually hooking up after a long day of yeah. robotic surgical arming. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if they had, you know, I'd be like, okay, it's, it's sure. whatever. They're adults. I mean, yeah, as long as like, well, I guess like, as long as everyone's consenting and there's no like weird, like power dynamic or anything like, yeah, do right. you have fun, True. whatever. We're literally just speculating here. Friends. We're totally this speculating. Is... Yeah. It's never it's... revealed. Um, so Columbia is giving Michael an honorary master's. I feel like he deserves an honorary doctoral degree yeah. <laughs> for something of this magnitude, mm -hmm. but whatever. Honorary master's is nice too. Which I guess they kind of have to do that. Cause like, to be fair, he never, I mean, did he, he finished Didn't his finish freshman <laughs> year. He finished his yeah. freshman year of college and that yeah. was it. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What is he really Boy done? genius over here. Doogie Howza. Right. Um, anyway, the speech ends. Mia sees Michael, like, embrace his family. And she gets really sad. And she yeah. leaves to the bathroom. She doesn't leave the event. She goes to the bathroom to, like, go cry. And, like, I can imagine how she's feeling there. Like, seeing this family who you've used to be such a core part of your life doing these big things and you feel like you should be there mm -hmm. and you're not and that's very sad yeah I totally absolutely. understand why she's felt overwhelmed that's hard oh yeah it is I but yeah <laughs> sorry like Aww. it is it absolutely is I mean yeah I can't I can't imagine that that's that's a little yeah very much like one of those like you saw the future that you would have had Yes. Oh, exactly. That's a great way to put it. It's a very reflective moment. And as she's crying in the bathroom, she says, hey, those shoes look really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lily. Of course Again. Yes. Uh... <laughs> and Lily's kind of like, hey, why are you here? And Mia has already thought up her lie. So like Gretchen Weinberger couldn't come. So she asked Mia to cover the event. And Lily is hard staring at her nostrils <laughs> to look for flaring. So and good. Mia says she's been practicing, though. She's been practicing not flaring her nostrils. Which is hilarious. She lies. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. But Lily seems to, like, believe her or doesn't care. Yeah. Drags her over to see the Moscovitz family. But in a very, like, such a weird way that she does it. Where, like, as I was reading it, I was like, 
I like couldn't decide how I felt what I felt her intentions were yes are they good or are they not good yeah Agreed. it's hard to yeah. tell it's really hard to tell I think they're good I think they're medium I think they're medium okay. I think they're good Agreed. but I think that Lily also like enjoys embarrassing to see her. what would happen mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she knows that she's gonna be embarrassed and like freaked out and she's just like this will be funny let's do this mm-hmm. Let's see how this goes. Or, like, let's see if she can tell this lie to Michael without her nostrils mm-hmm. Um, So Mia panics to see Michael. And when he turns around and says, like, oh, hi, she manages to pull it together. Yeah. And she's not a blubbering idiot but for the most did, part. Did you see? He, like, um, exits. Oh. He fully exits a conversation to come say hi to her. He said, like, he just says, like, oh, I gotta go. Like, he, oh, yeah. With, like, yeah. like oh hi and he was speaking japanese right like yeah. he was talking to people in japanese yes uh, another thing that's cool. impressive that he has done yeah no kidding my my cousin works for toyota and he had to go to japan for like four months and of course when he told me that this book was all i thought of <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, but like he has i guess learned a lot of japanese and it's really fucking hard as a native English speaker to speak Japanese, but you know, Michael's a fucking genius. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. He exits a conversation with very formal people and to go talk to her and she's pretty cool overall. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the vibe. Like it's fine. Yeah. She handles it. She handles it better than I Mm -hmm. think anyone could have expected. So Lily is like, Oh, Mia's here writing a story for the atom <laughs> i don't think she buys it no but um lily is like why don't you guys get together for a coffee date so you can really talk about the project and write a good article uh-huh Which um is- so i mean uh that's like it's another thing like it's like is how how do we feel about this how do we feel like what are lily's intentions like i just yeah i don't know i'm so curious like I think it's like you said, like an experiment. Like, let's yeah. see what happens. Like what's going to happen. Yeah. And she knows Mia's not going to facilitate any of this on her own. So mm-hmm. she sets it up. Um, Michael, of course, says yes and tells Mia to bring her senior project. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's been asking to read it and she's like been months. ignoring him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michael has to leave to go talk to people. And Mia basically says to Lily, like, why are you doing this? Why are you, like, seemingly be- being kind? And this is really important. Before Lily can say anything, Kenneth, who is there with Lily as her beau of a year and a half, mm-hmm. interrupts Lily to ask Mia if she's still dating JP. Yeah. Mia says yes. And Kenny's like, all right, then bye. Then never mind. Yes. And steers Lily away. And that, I think, is very important. Mm-hmm. And Mia doesn't read much into it, but she should. Yeah. Kenny is obviously being protective of Lily in some way. I'm sorry, Kenneth. <laughs> yes. Kenneth, is, um, which is, um, I like, I find that really interesting, especially, I mean, obviously you don't get to decide how long someone is hurt about something. Right. And as we know, Mia is still healing from 18 months ago as well. So it would. I like it and I don't like it because yeah. it should be Lily's choice to tell Mia, but he also is, is doing it what he, he thinks he's protecting Lily, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, Whew. what a section. Oh, man. Um, so Mia can't really get out of the <laughs> senior project thing. No. 
And so she decides she's going to email Tina and tell her the truth. She emails Tina and explains, I lied. It's a romance novel. I want you to read it. Like, I hope you're not mad at me for lying. Which I really, um, I really like. I really like that she opens up to Tina and that like Mm -hmm. she trusts Tina. And Tina is so fucking amazing because obviously she is and she gets a text from her and tina's like full all caps omg i can't (laughs) believe you wrote a romance novel and you never told me you are so awesome i love you romance novels forever i've started forever cute yes the number four like you have to try to get it published i can't believe you wrote a whole book tina um and it's amazing it's so fantastic she's so supportive Mm -hmm. she also says i need to talk to you about something Mm -hmm. call me asap um which we don't get that in this section do we no next section so next section i think i know what it is but i'm reading i'm reading per section as i promised i would so no spoilies i know what it is i'm but i won't if i know what it is no spoilies so she thinks okay i've emailed it to tina i probably need to tell my boyfriend so she emails it (laughs) to (laughs) she emails it to him and he calls her right away and is like, you wrote a romance novel? Haha, <laughs> that's not critical writing. Like, why are you selling yourself short? You're trying to get it published? What? He's really kind of demeaning about Fucking it. rude. Condescending, <laughs> mm-hmm. very degrading to romance novels. And You're trying to get it published? Yes. And he asks, do the publishers know you wrote it? Mm-hmm. Which I think is important. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I wanted to see if I could do it myself. And he, I'm, I guess, senses her frustration because she's really kind of disappointed in his response. And she's like, maybe you should read it before you judge. And he, being at least somewhat emotionally or whatever intelligent, is like, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I look forward to reading it. He kind of backpedals when he realizes that, like, she's kind of clammed up at his response yeah which like I don't know what he was expecting her to say like was he expecting her to be like yeah I know I'm an idiot I wrote a fucking book what a dumbass I am <laughs> like what like what did you think JP like obviously and also like writing yeah. a full book regard like we like Stephanie Myers wrote a discuss like an awful book but she wrote a whole ass book she wrote four of them like you know like they're not good but if you write a book that's impressive yeah, no kidding like writing a book is a big deal no matter yeah. what the content yeah. like it's it's a big deal and it, I don't know his response was rude and like mean. yeah like and especially like Mia's been fully supportive of him writing a play and like he hasn't even yeah. let her read it yet like she at mm-hmm. least had the balls to be like here's a book that I wrote and she does say like I'm sure when I see JP's play, I'll love it, maybe have a few notes. And I'm sure when he reads the book, it'll be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, because we're a creative couple. And anyway, yeah. I don't know. Then she starts freaking out, thinking about what question she's going to ask Michael at the interview. Um, it's, I don't know. I think it's very funny. Yeah. Um, I like that if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? God, this is the stupidest question, but it seems like everyone who ever interviews me asks this. So I guess I'd better ask it too. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. What animal do we think Michael would say? Ooh, what do we think he would say? Versus Something what we very think? smart and bold, like a dolphin. I feel like he would say something like a fucking like gorilla. 
or like an ape or something because they're like smart could be interesting or like an octopus Mm, an octopus maybe yeah and then he would like emphasize the word puss just to like slide that in (laughs) (laughs) 100 subliminal messaging yes (laughs) yeah i would i mean okay that's yeah i don't know what do you have a an animal me personally Mm -hmm. um i really identify with the sea cow Oh, yes, of course. I knew this about you. Obviously, I love I manatees. But if I actually had to say I was an animal, I would maybe say like a hummingbird. Oh, that's a good one. That's really cool. <laughs> what would you say? Oh, I always you? just say wolf. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's a good one for you. <laughs> hummingbird and a wolf. BFS. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> well, what is your spirit animal, guys? Yeah. What would you assign us? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm curious. We won't be offended. No, not at all. You can't offend us. <laughs> anyway, um, she starts to say, like, maybe I'll ask what your favorite thing about Japan was. Please don't say micro mini Midori. <laughs> um, anyway, she's just freaking out thinking about what to what to ask. So Tina, I guess she calls Tina because Tina was like, call me. And Tina doesn't want to talk with her about whatever it was over the phone because she's paranoid that Renee's had their phones hacked. Which is hilarious. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but I, we have to talk in person. So like Mm -hmm. very, very serious. What could it possibly be about? Right. Hmm. Which is funny. Um, Also, Mamma and Papa show up. They're there for Mia's birthday party. In her early room. Yes. She wakes up to Mamma like and Rocky like poking her <laughs> yeah happy birthday um, in advance Mima yelled <laughs> yeah and you know Helen's like there's plenty of time to hang out later but Helen has them on every tour you could possibly go on to, yeah like, I feel like mentions it's like time. the Met the Ripley's believe it or right. not museum the like Statue of Liberty other everywhere stuff there. yeah and Mia says she's gonna go to the zoo with them later the Central Park Zoo mm-hmm. iconic um Grammaire keeps emailing about the party, the election, the cardio arm. She's emailing Mia all the time. She's never not emailing Mia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's not important. So Mia gets to their coffee date place um, early because she's worried about paparazzi, but there are none. But her experience as of late has just been paparazzi all the time. Mm -hmm. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Mia, Michael walks in. Mia swoons. She goes, I'm dying now. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And the very last section is a transcript of their recorded interview. Um, So basically, she kind of tries to keep it pretty professional. Mm -hmm. She asks him what inspired him to invent the cardio arm. And he says, you. And of course, you. Oh, I love that, which is true. Mm-hmm. but okay here's what i love about this section right here is like the these people dated for like two years they have intimate knowledge of each other in some you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you're pretending like you don't have this really intense history yeah and it's very strange like you have to basically act like you weren't in love with each other at one point and like that is hard and weird and 
I, I think Meg did a really good job at, at writing that in this transcript. Like you can sense it. Oh yeah. This is my, so this is my favorite scene. I think. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. No, tell, no, no, Go ahead absolutely. and tell us about it. So, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's exactly like you said, it's, it's so, it's, it's really well written. Like, obviously we always say this, but it is so like, it reminds me so much of, um, shit. What does it remind me of? It reminds me so much of, um, a section that we talk, I can't remember what it is, like what it is. I just remember saying like, they're trying so hard to not be like, to not be hurt or something like that. And I can't yeah. remember what section it was, but I remember us talking about that and it's very much, it's kind of the same situation, but with so much time in between where they're, but they've almost like flipped roles in a sense where Michael is very much, I think he's being very obvious about his intentions. His intentions are like, I, he's flirty. He's fully flirting. He is like, I am a grown man and like, I'm seeing you now for the first time in 18 months and you look like a grown up and you're behaving like a grown up. You're acting way differently. And like, we've been talking and I think we can, I personally think we can assess from this interaction that their conversations in the like you know oh a couple times a month they get in touch these are long emails they have fully kept in touch they are still friends and I think it is like such a difference between like writing someone and seeing them in person of course Mm -hmm. but I just love this I love it so much that he is he's not pretending like he's not pretending like what happened what happened didn't happen like of course you were the reason I'm doing this like I did this and I, I did the right. thing that I said I was going to do. I did this to impress your parents and your country and I succeeded and he knows he succeeded. He knows that he is now like on the up and up and he did it. And he very purposefully asks about, uh, grand mayor mm-hmm. and it's, I, and he mentions like a story about, he says something about getting high off one of her jetons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's calling back to like, we have experiences together and we she's have kind of history. avoiding it. We have history and we still, and we, we have history and we have a present as well. Like Mm. it's not ended. Well said. It's not over. It's not past tense. I love that. Yeah. Oh man. I have so many more feelings. And, and I really love, I, this is so silly, but I distinctly remember talking about this with, um, with you in high school, like this scene in particular. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Like, cause I remember being like, oh my God, it was so crazy. And cause that, this was when we had the conversation where I was asking about Mia's hair. Cause I didn't understand that her hair was cut short because oh. I never like paid attention to that. And so like, I remember, cause she talks about how her hair is like a little bit longer now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good. Um, but I definitely remember that. Like, so she tells him about the, um, the romance novel and he's very cool and, um, and he's like, no, obviously I want to, um, I want to read it. Of course I want to read it. And so she's like, sends it to him immediately. Cause now we're in the age of smartphones. Um, right. and she, uh, she, she like changes her mind and they start wrestling mm-hmm. and I love that so much. I love it so much. Cause it is like, it's one of those things where like, even though it is like kind of silly and immature, it very much shows that she is still comfortable touching him. 
Yeah. And that's a big thing. I know that sounds silly, but that's such a big thing. Yeah. Like when you're not with someone anymore and like, especially me. Yeah. So like pent up, you know, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) like that she like starts wrestling him. And then there's this really cute moment at the end too, where, uh, Michael says, um, Lars help she's attacking me and Lars says I'm only supposed to intervene if someone is attacking her not if the princess is attacking someone else which like love you fucking love you Lars love you so much that like he is so in on this and he is rooting for Michael oh yes Lars has been Lars was team Michael before Mia was even oh my god right yes (laughs) well Mia was team Josh Lars was team Michael absolutely love 100%. good point I didn't even think about that and also she spills when they're wrestling she spills something on him yeah <laughs> clearly because like, she says dry cleaning dry cleaning but also she asks what he missed most about America and he says you and mm-hmm. then she kind of clams up and he's like ah, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, my dog <laughs> yeah of course but yeah I mean I think everything you said is super super accurate like it's it's the very, very important section. And I love it. It's great. Yeah. And also, Michael mentions Grummer inviting the Moskovitz family to Mia's birthday party. Which is insane. I mean, it's very, yep. sm- like, you're right. I see in your notes, it's smart of her. Yes, it's smart of her. But also, you're insane, Clarice. Like, what are you talking about? She doesn't give a F. Not at all. <laughs> she, I mean, she's looking out for number one. And Philippe, really, mm-hmm. number one and number two, but that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's oh wait. Whatever. Oh no. You, we said the thing about she tells him about the romance novel mm-hmm. and he emails it to him, and he shouldn't tries to wrestle the phone away from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's yeah, heart. it's just one of my favorite sections, or it's that's one of my favorite scenes, and I'm glad we. I I had forgotten how early into the book it was, and it's yeah, it's just so nice. Too. It's so nice to like. It gives us that little spark of hope. Oh my gosh, totally. I think my favorite scene is when she talks to Mia, uh, when Mia talks to Michael and Lily and Kenneth at the event, mm. especially the interaction with Lily and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. I I just think it's, it's so loaded. And I, I don't know, that's my favorite, I guess, if I had to pick a different one from you. That's I do really like one, this, yeah. this interview though. Yeah. It's fun. And then we also, I mean, well, beginning of section three, which y'all will hear next week is also just a nice kind of uh, wrap up with like how Mia's kind of unpacking her feelings about Mm -hmm. this interaction. And it's very, very interesting. And I love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely agreed. Do you have any favorite lines you didn't read? I didn't. I was so focused on like just like reading. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't have any favorite quotes. I think that's going to be kind of a thing for the rest of the book. Unfortunately, I feel you. I have two that didn't really fit into anything. Um, the very first page of this section. I wonder what it's like to live in Tinaville. I get the feeling it's very shiny there. <laughs> sort yeah, of a callback really to some yeah. previous comments. She also, after she gets yet another rejection letter from a publisher, she writes on page 91, maybe if I put spanking sex robots in it, someone would want to publish it. But I can't put spanking sex robots in it now. It's too late. And besides, that wouldn't be historically accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's really good. I love old, like, just a a shining through of uh, old Mia. Um, shining through (laughs) it's too late to put them in (laughs) and it wouldn't be accurate yeah (laughs) oh bless her heart 
Um, do you hear something? I do. I do. Mm. Okay. Uh, I believe it's our pop culture machine. Thankfully, oh. my apartment is actually quiet this time. <laughs> oh, wonderful, um, wonderful. So I had, um, we already talked about it, the major uh, histocompatibility complex. And I just put that in just in case we didn't have it in our notes. And it was, I mean, it's hilarious and it's great. And like, I love when Meg does stuff like that. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, so we had Legally Blonde, the musical, which apparently came out in 2007. Did you know that? That sounds about right. And oh, the okay. reason I know that is because... Well, yeah, you love musicals. Well, but recently I wanted to watch it and there is a recorded version on YouTube from when MTV aired it, hosted by the cast of The Hills. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you're interested in seeing Legally Blonde the Musical, you can find it on YouTube, a recording from like 2007 or 2008. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember how like Britney Spears had like a little docuseries and she went to go see the cast? Cast of In the Heights, which of course is Lin Manuel Miranda, but before he was like crazy oh, famous. Vaguely, it's so funny because like obviously everyone's freaking out because it's Britney Spears and like you see like baby Lin Manuel Miranda just being like, oh my Aww. god, thank you for coming to see our show, and of course Britney Spears Aww. like for all the shit she's been through, like she was like, no, we I love the arts and I love this show. It's so beautiful and like it's she's very oh, complimentary and like that. talks to him. About, I, it's it's very cool. Anyway. Um, huh, neat. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about war and peace because she, when she gets another rejection letter, she's like, obviously it's not another like war and peace, but like, uh, yeah. anyway, that's, that's Leo Tol- Tolstoy uh, came on 1869, which I was looking, when I was looking it up, it's um, 1200 pages. Cause like, it's one of those books that's always on people's lists of like, oh, I should read this in my lifetime, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I might try to read it soon because mm. it is like 1100 pages. And if I can get Oof. through that, I can definitely maybe get through War and Peace. I don't know. Are there any? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the sex shop they go to is called the Pink Pussycat Boutique. Oh, it's real? It's real and it is still open. It's in Greenwich. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Greenwich. It's in Greenwich. And uh, it looks like, I mean, it's it looks exactly like it sounds. It's got some like really cool pink neon and like black uh window dressings and stuff and it's very it looks really fun which I wonder if we should I mean obviously that should be on our tour when mm-hmm. we go do our princess diaries tour of New York naturally um, of course <laughs> um and then she Mia starts a quote uh tis a far far better thing I do so the whole quote is it is a far better thing that I do than I have ever done it is a far far better rest that I go to than I have ever known which is from a tale of two cities I mean, I'm not an English major. I can't unpack that. It sounds like someone's about to die, um, personally to me. (laughs) It does. Um, Oh, okay. So bathroom shoes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Mia says that Lily, so Lily and Mia both recognize each other from their shoes. Yes, true. Lily also, right. You're right. Yeah. So Mia says um, she recognized my platform Mary Jane's not the ones from two years ago that she talked shit about on I hate me at Thermopolis but my new Prada platform Mary Jane's would you like to guess how much Prada platform Mary Jane's cost okay I'm pretty sure Prada is expensive it is so I'm gonna say okay before we had our conversation last episode I probably would have said like a thousand dollars but now I'm gonna say like six hundred dollars okay well (laughs) nine ninety five 
Oh, dang. <laughs> you you should have right gone with my money. gut. <laughs> you should have gone with your gut. Always. Always go Holy with your gut. Holy cow. $1,000 for a fucking pair of shoes. Yeah. I don't care how cute they are. I'm just going to, like, I can't no, handle that. Uh, that's bonkers. Okay. So I'm a little conflicted about this one, this last one. Okay. Just because of some recent events from the news. Oh. But this is the Charles, Charles and Camilla tampon incident. Uh, what? So I had zero context for this. I had no idea what you're like that anyone was talking okay. about. Um, yes, I've heard of this, but I couldn't tell you right now what it is. But okay, I had never heard about. I had never heard anything about it. So, and my only my biggest conflict for this is like obviously like more recently we've had a lot of like um interviews with Prince Harry and like and William too even releasing a statement about how like disgusting the media's treatment of his mother was and like tricking yes. her into doing um an interview where she really disparaged the royal family so like that's my biggest thing about this but because it's mentioned I'll I'll go in depth about it and like just everyone fucking gird your loins because this is cringe af okay like okay loins so, girded Okay, so basically um, a tabloid illegally tapped the phones of Charles and Camilla and mm. and this was in like 1989. So both of them were married to different people at this point. Charles was married to Diana and some, Camilla was married to someone else. I don't know who, who cares? Um, but this recording was not released until post-divorce of Diana. Okay. So this was like middle of their affair, which like, you know, was happening for years and years and years and like, whatever, they were awful. So this is, this is, this is the conversation that Charles and Camilla had. Oh, okay. Charles. Oh, stop. I want to feel my way along you all over you um, and up and down you and in and out Camilla. Mm. Oh, Charles, particularly in and out Camilla. Oh, that's just what I need at the moment. Charles, is it? Okay. Um, Charles, oh God, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It would be much easier. Camilla laughing. What are you going to turn into? A pair of knickers? Both laugh. Oh, you're going to you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. Charles, oh God forbid, a tampax. Just my luck. <laughs> Charles, I mean, sorry, Camilla, you are a complete idiot. Laugh. Oh, what a wonderful idea. Um and that's that's basically ooh, it. Weird. <laughs> Isn't that so strange? <laughs> like man, ooh. I guess you know, people who live outside of normal society <laughs> probably don't learn the same. They just have different rules. <laughs> they just have different rules. And it's oh, I mean, weird. It's also like they were supposed to be like sexy talking to each other. And I'm just like, you gonna turn into a pair of knickers? <laughs> yeah. Like sexy. what? like oh weird I don't like it yeah I can't imagine a scenario where I would be like you know it'd be really hot (laughs) (laughs) oh barf yeah I hate it yeah super weird but it's not uh, fun at all yeah that's the tampon incident huh for those who didn't know (laughs) well thank you for sharing (laughs) grody yeah it was super weird um but anyway yeah so that's all pop culture (laughs) that's funny I do know we have a few um listeners who live in England it's probably weird for them to hear us talk about something that like was so much bigger a part of their lives than ours 
I was thinking about that because like that Eurovision contest is happening right now, which I didn't even know about until Will Ferrell made that movie last year. (laughs) But it's like such a big deal in Europe. And I'm sure vice versa. You know, we talk about shit like, I don't know, the Super Bowl or like other American pop culture that is such a big deal to us, but not so much like over there. I don't know. Just interesting. Yeah. I'm sure we sound stupid. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, God, I would be so curious to hear someone's opinions on uh, like the royal family who lives in England. I just, it's so, cause it's so out of the norm for us. For us. Yeah. It's not a thing here. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about like the Trumps and shit, but like, it's not the same. Yeah. It's so, cause it's so like, it's chosen celebrity versus like born into celebrity where like, Right. There's so many rules. There's so So many many rules rules. and like intact. Like, I mean, obviously when the fucking Trumps were in the White House, like taxes were going toward their them and living and stuff. But like in life, that wasn't what was happening. Like, how do you feel about your money going to the fucking royal family? I have to know. Someone please tell me. Someone please tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. Agreed. I'd love to hear (laughs) to our British listeners. How do you feel? We got to know. Yep. Do you have any dated social norms? I don't think so. I don't think I we had any. Either. I, I, everything was kind nothing of, I mean. jumped out at me. Yeah. Like, because she really wasn't even, even with a micro mini Midori, she wasn't like slut shaming or anything. She no, was just like, she, she's like, they're together. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like aggressive or anything. Okay. Cool. Cool. Who, who do you think the biggest bully is? Um, I actually had trouble with that, but I think I, cause I was going to put Lily, but I think now that we've discussed it, I, I think I agree with your, your biggest okay. bully. I think it's JP because of how he treats Mia about the book. I think he was pretty mean. I don't think his intentions were to be mean, but he was mean nonetheless. And mm-hmm. so that's why I chose JP. I don't really feel like Lily's bullying I think if I were to rate Lily's intentions, one being the worst they could possibly be, 10 being the best they could possibly be, I'm going to put them at like a six, six and a half. Yeah. Like, I I think overall she hoped to have that situation turn positive. Yeah, I totally agree. So my vote is for JP. Yeah, I had to like, once I had, once we talked about it, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I just realized we haven't done this in a couple episodes. Um, I've noticed this happening. So JP, you a bitch. Yeah, JP, you a bitch. Oh shoot. We haven't. Sorry guys. Um, Um, But of course we cannot talk about bullying without talking about just, wait, is that right? Did I just just say that line right? Yeah. We can't talk about bullying without talking about. (laughs) The Roast of Boris Polkowski. Page 82, there's only one. She, <laughs> under her homework, under G&T, she writes, ugh, I'm so sick of Chopin. <laughs> That's all. Not much Boris content in this section. Um, okay. Loser and winner. I couldn't, I don't have a loser. Do you have yeah. one? Ugh, yeah, but I don't really believe, like, I just kind of did it to do it. I just put JP. Okay. Um, just, but I don't really have a good reason for it. Like it was, I, it was much more appropriate to have him as biggest bully instead of loser. Um, okay. So I don't think I have a loser because I really don't have anything to back up the saying that JP's a loser. Maybe we could say um, Frank's niece and nephew because doesn't Mia say American uninvite them? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll say uh, that. What are their names? Do Claire and, um, oh, what's his name? 
Claire like, and Nate. <laughs> oh, I think it is Nate. Nathan. <laughs> Whatever, we'll say Nate. Is that his name? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, winner. Who do you have? Um, I have Michael. Okay. I have Michael because of like him clearly like having not given up hope and like really being apparent and obvious with his intentions and mm-hmm. also for um for like just going for it and like being like, yeah, yeah. this is I'm here. I'm back. Like, this is, I told you what I was doing and why I was doing it. And I meant it then. And I mean it now. I like that. Mine is, um, okay. It's Nathan, Nathan and Claire. So you were right with Nate basically. (laughs) Um, I have micro mini Midori (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, she's obviously very successful, very hot, Mm-hmm. possibly sleeping with Michael we don't know but I think your argument is better which so, I know this is our second time in a row Michael. having Michael but I, um, I think yeah. he's kind of killing it yeah he is I think I think Michael's the winner I don't know why that didn't occur to me <laughs> <laughs> no um, I like I like the idea of uh, micro mini Midori as well because I mean who you're if you cool get to with Michael you're a winner mm-hmm well that's it that's it that's all here we, we are um but yeah that was that was fun and i'm 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 really glad that um that uh metka asked us what our favorite scenes were because that too. really cued us cued me up very nicely it did i'm excited um, i'm excited for that yeah i'm gonna have to like really pay attention to about like what my favorite scene in each section is mm-hmm. agreed um but yeah so i guess what do we we have what questions do we have for y'all this week if you're Obviously. british tell us about your opinions on the royal family please and this one i would like to personally request like a full email and like i want <laughs> you to tell me like we won't name you just in case you're worried about like y'all's version of the secret service um the royal guard is that what they're called i don't know no um, idea. <laughs> but i am so curious i need to know i need answers um mm-hmm. And yeah, tell us, tell us about um, if you've ever had a, an ex make, be really successful and then come back and say they still want to be with you. That'd be crazy. Ooh. Or if you just found That's out that an ex dream. was really successful and like, ugh, God, and like, hate it. Yeah. And you hate it. Um, yeah. But yeah, tell us all about this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Podcast Diaries, on Instagram at the Podcast Diary One, on Twitter at the Podcast Diary. Um, on G- uh, our Gmail is thepodcastdiaries at gmail.com. And you can find all this info on our website, thepodcastdiaries.com. And don't forget, if you are would like to tell us about your opinions on the royal family or anything, you could also send us a voicemail if that's easier at anchor.fm slash the podcast diaries. Sometimes true. it's easier to just like dump all your thoughts out verbally. Yeah. And absolutely. we would love to listen to it. Oh, 100%. Um, so next up, we have a very special guest, friends. Um, this person is deep in the text. So we'll have some good content for sure. I'm very excited for her to join us. So for this episode, we are going to read the section Sunday, April 30th, 2.30 p.m., a bench in Washington Square Park through the section, I think, let me make sure I'm not skipping, Tuesday, May 2nd, English Lit Final. So stop at Tuesday, May 2nd, 2 p.m. The Loft. 
I'm so very exciting. Y'all. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for this uh, guest too, because we queued we queued this person up like like very early on, a very long time ago. This loyal Genovian messaged us actually and was like. I am obsessed with book 10, sent me a picture of like tons of tabs and notes and stuff in the book. And I was like, well, you got to come share those with us. Oh my gosh, like, right. We're going to look like so, we're going to look like noobs comparatively. Know, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So get pumped, join us next week. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All that's left to do is say a royal goodbye to you. And to you. Bye.